the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Questions, questions. Very few answers. COVID has rocked the U.S. economy. What does an economic startup look like? Is it successful? Do we go back to pandemic? Do we go back to hospital shortages, bed shortages? Still, a lot of people are dying every day, and we're talking about business, which is kind of interesting. A friend of mine, local, we were sharing a adult beverage this weekend, and he talked about his dad specifically telling about times during war where every night they'd come home and have a drink on the porch with their neighbors and listen to the, the, the updates coming through radio or television. But they still went to work. But it wasn't a virus. It was a Nazi. And the Nazis weren't at work. Would you go to work if Nazis were at your job right now with guns? Probably not. And you're saying, well, Jane down and photocopying is a little bit of, how shall we say, hardcore right wing. Kidding, 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 kidding. But yeah, it's, it's a different type of threat. It's taking its toll psychologically. It's taking its toll politically. We seem to be more of a divided nat- uh, country than ever before. Um, when senators who are reasonably intelligent on both sides are debating what is a virus and what is not, it just it feels inane. Gold's gem has filed for bankruptcy protection. Sorry, uh, muscle necks, but your gym might be closing down. You you hold it for me. I squat for you. Ah, I lift weights. Gold's Gym is one of those ones that they kind of count on people to come in, um, sign up, and then not use the product for a while. You get that subscription kind of mentality. It's only $40 a month, but it's only a dollar a month for the first 12 months. They know you're going to stop coming, but they know they're going to keep the subscription active. They've made it tougher and tougher to ever quit a contract like that. Well, you have to pay next month's fee or the next three months' fee as well. And you're like, well... Screw you guys. Like, I don't know what to do now. Like, you get kind of stressed. But the parent company, Gold's Gym, filed for uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Another big company filed for Chapter 11 today. So Gold's Gym, for the record, has 700 fitness centers. And I'm not not reveling in the fact that a lot of fitness instructors are probably going to be like, well, what am I going to do for a living? You kind of have to have some failures when you have this kind of economic shock. It just wouldn't make sense if he didn't. J. Crew also requested uh, Chapter 11 protection. What's interesting about bankruptcy laws is they are meant to improve your situation, and a lot of people look at them as shaming. I, I know people who have abused bankruptcy laws. You'd probably say Trump has in his dealings with his casinos and some of his hotels. Uh, a parent billionaire should be able to not 
drive a company into bankruptcy just to get a payday, but it happens. Um, I know someone in college who, she was a girlfriend of a girlfriend. And her, she was like, oh yeah, Jane's not good with money. She always goes out and she gets lots and lots of clothes and uh, she gets $10,000 clothes and then she basically stops paying her credit cards and goes bankrupt. Ha ha ha, she keeps clothes. Couple years later, she's 22 and credit card companies are salivating over somebody who's going to spend a lot of money in their 20s. And they're like, well, we know she had one bankruptcy. She won't do that again. And if she does, we'll just charge Rob, who's never had a bankruptcy, more money, and it'll all pay itself out. And yeah, there's some people who do it, but bankruptcy laws aren't bad. So I'm not a gold's gem. If you get in over your head, I mean, the bank lent you money. They made a mistake too, right? You had a business plan that was flawed. Um, bankruptcies, you go to the bank and you say, look, this is what I could afford to pay on what we actually got. Take it or leave it, and they'll usually take it. That's what a bankruptcy law is kind of designed to do because so much of math losses are actualized. Um, we kind of know that they're going to happen. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Tesla had an interesting Friday, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this because I was already off the air, but uh, Elon Musk caused the stock to drop what he said. I think our stock's too high. And that just reminds me, I go back to that, his 420 price target, which 420 marijuana day in the United States or something like that. I've never quite figured out. Maybe it's the police code for marijuana. But when he uses the word too high after using a $420 price target, we're like, are you being funny? People sold some shares of the company. I don't like him as a CEO for that reason. New York City is going to give away 7.5 million face coverings to prevent coronavirus. Starting to get to the tail end of that story, aren't we? Doesn't it feel like? But we are and we're not. Warren Buffett's talking about why he sold his four airlines that he owned 8 to 10% of. And they're the four big ones in the United States. Basically saying that he doesn't see a lot of visibility. And he says if they only get back to 75 to 80% and 2020 is lost year and 75 to 80 in the year 2021, he's like, I don't want that time frame. Because <laughs> 70 to 80%, too much debt service. Bankruptcies are likely definite cutting of roots, definite cutting of staff after September when they're allowed to. They're going to try to do as many cost cuts as they can before then, but it ain't going to work. Warren Buffett said he worries about the extreme consequences of Federal Reserve action to prop up corporate debt. He used the term zombie companies, where corporations have on their balance sheets various types of debt. And one of the things that did not work in March was the debt market, where things that were supposed to be relatively, relatively hardcore safe were relatively not that so. Like, ooh, not good. Muni bonds aren't supposed to move. They're not supposed to budge. They're supposed to be a rock in your portfolio, whether you're a state, you're a government, whatever. They moved. And he's saying basically the Fed, by bailing these guys out, might be doing something bad. Putting the Fed on a pedestal. Buffett said companies that were able to borrow under the current operation should send a thank you letter to Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. He said, similar to what happened in the Great Recession, the central bank slashed its benchmark short-term interest rates to near zero and began buying treasuries. However, this time, 
What he doesn't like is it is extended the operations to lend to businesses large and small. And he's just saying, hey, there could be some ramifications. He has used phrases like, the Fed opened up the high-yield money market for almost everybody. That brings in the question of, are there companies out there that aren't going to be able to repay it back, that are essentially zombie companies? He says, what makes America special is that we tend to put companies down that need to go down. But we're in a different time right now, Horn. That's what the market's saying. Stocks had a great month. <clears throat> Do you want to sell in May and go away? There's a lot of evidence leaning towards that because earnings revisions haven't come down enough. And expectations are for a V-shaped recovery, not anything else. I don't know. I don't have the advice for you other than say, you know, be prudent in your portfolio and feel comfortable with your levels of risk. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Legendary NFL coach Don Shula's passed away. He was 90 years old. Um, Miami was a fun team to watch as a child because they had those fun blue outfits, uniforms. I know you're saying you're not very masculine. Are you? I'm really not. Carolyn Baskin from Tiger King or whatever that show is got hoaxed into a interview. Again, reminding you that things have changed out there. All you have to do is be a YouTuber with a camera, and you can get someone to be a guest on your show who shouldn't rather be a guest, but you have to fool them in order to get the mad. We're looking at a day on Wall Street where the story should be getting worse. We're in our third week of earnings, and yes, there's some companies that did fantastic in January and February, but March was a little bit of a eh. And their guidance was a lot of eh. Gold's gem is filing for bankruptcy protection. I'm hearing music in my background. Um, Cinco de Mayo has... Uh, it used to be like this wonderful, wonderful time to be young in a big city, and now, like, not so much. I'm pretty sure Cinco de Mayo is a made-up U.S. holiday, but I can't prove it, but it seems like it. Um, so are you going to head to your favorite taco restaurant, order a bundle of food, talk about the Mexican celebration, except for you're going to be standing in line to pick up food. Um, obviously Cinco de Mayo commemorates Mexicans army's victory over the French empire at the battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862. It was one of those holidays that like people would go out and drink on. People would go out and get an Uber or Lyft on. And you can start seeing where the financial ramifications hit when that's not the case. One of the things that surprised me enormously about California's shutdown of restaurants is they've allowed alcohol to be sold, and you can walk out the door with it. Um, and that includes cocktails. <laughs> You're like, whoa. This reminds me of 1950s Don Draper, when mom and dad would drive down the highway on a Sunday, both of them with a drink in their hand. 
before it became uncool to drink and drive. No seatbelt and a cigarette. All three things have become uncool. Warren Buffett is saying that the world has changed for airlines. They were being efficiently managed so that every time you got on a flight in the last three or four years, it felt like every freaking seat was taken. And there would be times where like, honey, we have to go on our vacation. Get the tickets now. There's four seats left now. And he's worried that maybe by this time next year or late summer next year, we're at 75, 80% where we are now. Not now. Recovery to previous levels. He's like, that's not going to be enough. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway, if you get a chance to watch any videos on him today, his company, Warren Buffett, it's worth it. Um, he tends to hang out at CNBC for a day or two after his annual meeting. Uh, I don't know if he has the thing from Becky Quick, but she's got all the exclusive interviews, like Lois Lane with Superman for the last 10 years. Um, she shines. I mean, she's kind of made a career out of knowing Warren. So I think there's a subtle tone shift out of Warren. And I think it's something we should be all paying attention to. Um, he did talk a little bit about America still the greatest. And this is the company, country that you want to continue to invest in. He said, with uncertainty, I don't know, and perhaps with a bias, I don't believe anybody knows what the market's going to do tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. But you can bet on America, but you have to be careful about how you bet right now, simply because markets can do anything. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. If the king of investing tells me there's no visibility, I'm going to go with that. I don't think he's saying an 80% bear market. <clears throat> Warren Buffett says investors should think long term. It's not much of a headline. He's always said that. But he's not saying that investors should think long-term right now. But he's saying that, you know, long-term is still the thought. And it's like, whoa. He says he's finding the current situation challenging. The biggest blow, of course, was to American United, Delta, and Southwest, when over the weekend they learned that all the shares had been dumped. In his view, the bet was simple. Pay about $8 billion, get about a billion back. That sucks. Berkshire is also restrained from repurchasing its own stock during the quarter, saying that things might get worse and we might want to buy it at lower levels. That's not a lot of confidence. <clears throat> um, so I guess you could say that unlike other times when our grandfather Warren Buffett came out and talked, it's not quite as soothing. Is he just getting older? And more pessimistic? Or is he on to something? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Roche is going to invest in German testing to try to figure out more on some patients that look very likely immune. It's going to be an interesting time even when we do get a vaccination of what the next 90 days looks like. Pharmaceutical companies continue to make headlines as governments and investors hang their hopes on steady recovery from global 
pandemic COVID-19. Gilead Sciences said over the weekend that the company would be donating its entire supply of remdesivir to treat coronavirus patients. So they're not going to be getting a, a massive amount of cash out of this. Roche said that they're going to invest over $437 million in a new German testing site. Global cases have hit 3.5 million. Global deaths, 247,000. That's a lot. U.S. cases at 1.1 million. Global deaths or deaths in the United States at 67,000. More than the Korean War. So when you think about how long the TV show MASH was on, (laughs) just kidding. I'm not trying to make that comparison. A TV show about Korea lasted longer than the war in Korea. Weird, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Once a year, there's a gathering of nerds, financial nerds. They go to the Warren Buffett's big conference where he talks about his annual report. He makes it kind of a fun event for financial nerds. Like maybe on my bucket list when in my 20s, it was see a Super Bowl. Maybe in my 30s, it was like be seen with a fashion model. Maybe in my 40s, in my 50s, it's like hang out with Warren Buffett. I know you're saying, nerd, nerd. But yes, it's true. So anything that comes out of his meetings, I kind of want to share with you and kind of remind you, he is the best, and he's calming, and he has seen World War I, and he has seen World War II, and he's seen recessions and depressions, and he has seen Vietnam, and he has seen, like, he's been through it all. Maybe not so much World War I, but I digress. He's a legend investor. I I grew up, I didn't really care about Michael Jordan because when he was important, I was building my company. When he was newsworthy, I was like, I have to figure out a career. And when I figured out my career, I did it 14, 15 hours a day, pretty much so nonstop. And I didn't have money for sports. I didn't have money for cable TV. So there was no sports. Or I just wasn't invested in it. I I cared about bigger fish or something like that. But he's got a big uh, show on ESPN now. It's a 10-part series, and let's put it this way. There's nothing else on. So sometimes you're catching a bit of it, and you're like, he was competitive. He was a legend. You could put Warren Buffett next to Michael Jordan, and a lot of people in the world are only going to know Warren Buffett, and a lot of people in the world are only going to know Michael Jordan. But that's pretty iconic. One of the things he talked about over the weekend was, I think people should avoid using credit cards as piggy banks. Now, that's not exactly new news. But when he says it, it's kind of a reminder. You might want to call your uncles and aunts and say, like, hey, don't dip too much into your cash flow and put it on credit because things may not roar back this time. Over the weekend, Warren Buffett Recalled that a woman had come to see him some time ago. I know you're saying, ooh, wasn't he married? A friend of his. To ask what she should do with some money that she had just come into. She said, what should I do with it? And I said, what do you owe on your credit card? 
And she said, well, I owe X. And I said, what you should do is pay off X. Average credit card interest rates are around 15%. In this case, hers was 18%. And he goes, I can't tell you how to make 18% in this market. So paying off your debt is going to be way better than any investment idea. Credit cards are the most widely used, get this, frequently used financial product in America. 60% of consumers, nearly 170 million, hold one or two or three. By the end of 2018, total credit card balances were around 900 billion and growing. Consumers on average owe about 6,200. So one of the things he's out there preaching this week is manage what you owe is just as important as managing what you own. And I agree with that. I went from incredibly confident, wildly confident, like beautifully confident about my investment retirement portfolio a year ago to, eh, it's a little less than it was. I still feel good, just not as good. Salesforce is out there today. Tickersonable CRM. Salesforce aimed at helping businesses and community leaders open up business has given out some new free tools. They're available at work.com. They include such items as contact tracing, a resource center, Capturing the best advice, the best words from doctors. Mark Benioff went on CNBC and basically gave a press release about how cool he is. I like him. Don't get me wrong. Any man that can donate billions and billions of dollars to the hospital system, I love. I'd rather see a philanthropist do it than, say, the government. Good guy. Smart guy. Um, I got to meet him. Wears $400 sneakers. I'm not all that cool about $400 sneakers. It is what it is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Amazon, an engineer, quit, <clears throat> snapped after the company fired workers who called for coronavirus protections. I think it's pretty fair to say that the Bernie effect, the Bernie effect with millennials, <clears throat> I have two neighbor kids who are in college, and talking to them, they're like, yeah, we're not going to vote this year because Bernie's not in. He was our man. And their dad, you can see, is flipping out because their dad wants them to vote for Biden. And like, old white guy. We're not voting for an old white guy. And I was like, isn't Bernie an old white guy? Well, he's an old white guy who had their best interest in mind or something along those lines. People tend to vote with their paycheck. People tend to vote with what they perceive are going to help them. It is going to be a fascinating election coming up. Uh, I've seen polls show very different things. So an Amazon engineer quits after he snapped when the company fired workers who called for coronavirus protections. I don't know what's going on at Amazon. I know that it's an easy company to hate. Um, also, I know that stock's near an all-time high. And if they are abusing employees, I know that... CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, is going to do, he's going to spend money. 
he has no problem spending money in his prospectus that came out in the late 90s before he brought Amazon public. He said, we're going to lose money for a long period of time. And we stop losing money on books, we're going to start losing money on CDs. And we stop losing money on CDs, we're going to start losing money on three-day delivery and two-day delivery and one-day delivery. Um, so I see him throwing the investment into his employees. Remember two years ago, Amazon and uh, Warren Buffett said, let's come up with a conglomeration, J.P. Morgan. Let's figure out health care. We all have crazy amounts of employees. Maybe we can self-insure our companies better, our employees better than outside companies can. The results of their work have not been fruition. Has not, we haven't seen the fruit of it yet. Um, but it's out there. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I think some people like myself are a little bit spooked. Um, that Buffett not only is out of the airlines, but he says, I made a mistake. And I don't see them coming back. And this is a guy who doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, or he, when he does, it's not quite as obvious. So... 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Oh, I don't know. Trump is kind of in a bad situation because if he raises tariffs on China, it kind of backfires and slows our economy down too. It's really important to recognize the president now seems to want to raise tariffs with 30 million people unemployed. Um, that's not a good time to be doing it. If you go back to the big crash in 1932 on the stock market, basically our Federal Reserve and our government did the wrong things. They raised borrowing costs. They recalled loans on farms. And they made it tougher for other nations to do business with us and tougher for us to do business with other nations. Those three things caused people to jump out of 10-story buildings and kill themselves. For the record, I'm watching um, Sherlock Holmes on BBC. I'm not madly into it. I think I'm supposed to be, but after one and a half episodes, I'm like, eh. Overrated? I don't know. Benedict Cumberbatch, does he have a face that like you kind of want to hit with a clown hammer? I don't know. Anyway, um, we're now starting to draw comparisons to, will Trump put us in a situation that's similar to the Great Depression? Of when people, And again, there's a lot of people saying some great things out there. We've got 30 million Americans unemployed. Why not hire them to be sanitation workers or virus workers or something? That's not a bad idea. I don't know how feasible it is to you know, start from scratch a whole industry. But instead of just saying, stay home, why not go clean public clan transit or something? I don't know. It's not my plan. I'm just showing you there's a spectrum of plans out there that some of them sound sophisticated, some of them sound silly. Raising tariffs on China would be the wrong thing to do right now. And yet, we seem to want to blame the virus on someone. Um, I don't know if there's a winner in that. When you look at China's wet markets, you don't have to go too far in, in Chinatown in San Francisco to find a wet market, just so you know. Uh, may not offer as exotic ranges, but it's not regulated by the state either, if you know what I mean. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls all in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Costco had some pretty funny footage over the weekend of people fighting in their stores, i.e. not social distancing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Thanks for listening. It's always a thrill and a joy. I promise if you listen over the week, 10 hours a week, I will do my best to bring something of note, of value, of worth to you to help you get to retirement. I'm Rob Black. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Time flies, right? Feels like just a month ago, we were in a market that was pulling back 30 to 40%. And it feels like just a couple weeks ago, we were at a market that was soaring back to within 10, 15% of all-time highs. And we started the year after having nine straight-up years on Wall Street that felt like, whoa, nothing could stop us now. Well, we learned. There's, always, there's not always going to be a wrench in the plan, but things will get mucked up on occasion. Um, man, this is fantastic. I'm going to drop that story because to me it's fantastic. And people getting caught in lies uh, politically are kind of funny and watching people just stand by their opinion. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Warren Buffett's company sits on a huge pile of cash. Um, Berkshire Hathaway had reported a nearly $50 billion loss. What are they going to do with that cash? They have a ton of cash. But will that go to support dividend? Will it go to, and it starts bringing up a lot of questions. Um, Berkshire's revenue only grew at 1%. And in the last couple of years, Berkshire, who's famous for finding stocks to buy, hasn't really bought any. He's famous for being what is perceived to be a value investor, and he hasn't really found any. Um, I'm throwing that out there because I think there's a story there. Nine years up stock market, 10-year up stock market, started the year off like, whoa, we're going to have another great year. And he hasn't been buying in a while. Some reality is setting in this week, and I think as the week went on last week that, you know, a lot of what we've seen aren't just warnings. They're, they're warnings about economic future, not warnings about economic now. So the low price of oil, the low price of the 10-year treasury. There was a commentary that I saw over the weekend, I think it was in Barron's, that said something to the nature of, this is the most hated stock market recovery. Because people like me are saying, like, well, where are their earnings? Where are the revenues? Where's, where's the loss of massive earnings? When do we see that curb? When do we know when people come back? And, like, the king of all of that is Disney. I, I've loved Disney in the past because one of the things they've done is they've never lowered prices. They always raise prices. And they've raised their game in the studios. They didn't just like stop at buying Pixar. They're like, let's pick up, you know, George Lucas films too. 
while we're at it, let's get all those uh, comic book movies, and we'll milk that franchise better than Marvel can. So Disney's off a little bit today because Michael Nathanson, an analyst, has downgraded the stock to neutral from buy. Now, I've always liked the stock because I probably remember a day and age when tickets to get into Disney were probably like 20 bucks in my lifetime, and they'd become 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100, and they keep going up. Every year, another $5 to get in. Oh, but our super saver pass, uh, we've only increased by the tune of 2% instead of 5 But Like, they do that, and we're like, we'll take it. Our kids need to, he needs Mickey. Two-year-old kids like Mickey. I don't know why. You, you introduce a six-foot rat to me? I'm like, ah. Uh-uh. No, thank you. But kids love that stuff. <clears throat> And the analyst is basically saying that we see significant revisions on the negative side due to the grim reality. It's an admission that we believe the economic impact on the company will will be longer than most anticipate, especially given the risks of second wave of infections that we're starting to hear about. Although we've heard bogus and probably accurate information on that. South Korea came out over the weekend and said, yeah, we've seen a lot of second test positives probably because the first tests were inaccurate because they were out of China. Man, China's like the redheaded stepchild right now. Anything that you want to blame, you just blame on them. Um, Economic recovery was in full swing, and then China hid the COVID. Then economic recovery was great, and China hid the, the lab. I'm going to try to put, like, all my flaws into China right now. Like, Mom, that time I got a B on my homework, it was because COVID. China! Well, I can't pass the buck that much, but you get the idea. That's kind of going on right now, a little scapegoating. So Disney getting a downgrade based on an analyst saying, I don't know when this is going to come back, if it comes back. He's not saying F. But when's a big question? Like last week, we started seeing some guidelines of what Disney was talking about. For them to open back up, they may want to go 50% of park attendance for the first month or two months, and then 75% for the next month or two months after that. But then again, you start getting into uh, Trudeau in Canada. He said any sports figures that comes to our country will have to go through the two-week quarantine. So basketball can't open up. Football can't open up. Anyone who has to travel to Canada, I guess football can open up. Canadian football still exists? <laughs> Joke. But you get the idea. Like, they're saying, we're serious about this. We're still going to quarantine people. It appears that Australia and New Zealand's hardcore stance on quarantining kind of made them the safest places to go right now. I know. They're saying, blokes, mates, don't come here. We're sick. Which basically means go there because they've got less resolute. Anyway, um, elsewhere in the news, not just Disney, Carnival stock swings higher as they too are starting to talk about a phase in resumption of cruises this summer. Um, how does this get derailed? I don't know. Does it? Or are we happy to see it? It'll be lumpy, it sounds like, which means it shouldn't be a smooth V shaped recovery, but call me a jerk for saying that out loud. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Also, robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.